Good morning, High Point Church. I want to start by sharing with you a verse which is very familiar to all of you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, If anyone is in Christ, behold, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Paul says, if anyone accepts Jesus, your old self is gone. Your past, your sinful nature, your iniquities, your indiscretions, everything has been forgiven. And the new has come. You are a born-again believer. You are experiencing new life. The fruits of the Spirit should be part of your new life. But in reality, that's not easy, right? Most of us find challenges trying to live and enjoying the new creation life. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, I'm going to read to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That we can embrace the mind of Christ. Having the mind of Christ means sharing the plan, the purpose, and the perspective of Christ that all believers can possess. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. What then is the mind of Christ? And how do we embrace it? Before I unpack for you, I want to touch on something very important about our mind and our thinking. The way you think will determine whether you are a positive or a negative person. Do you believe that? You can see how powerful this is. A story was told of John Maxwell, a global leadership, pastor, trainer, presenter. During one of the conferences, he, was met, he met up with two pastors who were part of the uh, people there. The two pastors, let's call them A and B, asked Pastor John Maxwell whether or not their church can grow to 300 and 600 members within three years. Is it possible? To that, John Maxwell said, yes, you can. Straight away, the two of them jumped to the defense and said, how could you even be sure? You don't know about us. You don't know our background. You don't know about our capabilities. You don't know about history and the resources that we had and our location. John Maxwell said, all that is not important. What is important is what you think you can. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As he thinks in his heart, so is he. In your circle of friends, I'm sure you have people, colleagues, uh, friends in the church, friends in the, in the social life. You have met people who are negative and some who are positive, right? One who thinks negatively eventually will speak negatively. You start thinking negative, you will speak negative. You start thinking positive, you will speak positive. I just want to list out to you the characteristics of a person, of a negative self-image person. The peop a person who is always negative tend to think of themselves as weak, incapable, unqualified, unattractive, insignificant, inferior, inadequate, low self-esteem, discouraged, depressed, self-pity, self-conscious, highly sensitive. 
it's time for you to nudge your friend or your neighbor or your spouse. Hey, there you go. Highly sensitive, feels they have nothing to contribute, always seeking attention and help. And the list can go on, my friends. These people never see their marriages improving. These people never see how they can get improve in their career life or their studies. They never see their lifestyle changing for the better. They never see themselves rising above their situation. They never see all the good things that will happen to their kids. They don't see themselves winning. They don't see themselves getting a promotion, an advance in their life. He said, so a negative person will not give you a positive life. In other words, if you give all the resources you can find, all the providence you can, you can, you can uh, uh, provide for the person, he will still fall short. He will still underachieve because right from the start, he already made up his mind that he will never do that, make it. He will fail. He will never succeed. You see the difference? What process in the mind will be translated in the real life? It's tragic, but it's true. And do you know that how you think and what you think also does affect your health? Dr. Michel Steridome, a medical doctor in South Africa, he runs the Eagle's Wings Medical Ministry. She says that whatever your brain thinks can be converted into a physical reaction, whether it's emotional, physical, psychological, your body reacts to whatever happens in your brains. Your brain is like a tree. It has branches and roots that go down to your body, parts, the other, the other organ parts, like your nervous system, your heart, your blood, your gastro, the kidney, your stomach, or, and your enzymes secreting organs, hormones, and chemical reactions. The body and the mind are interconnected. It's amazing, right? How you think can have consequences on your health. If you have a negative and toxic processing mind, it will trigger your body organs to secrete harmful chemicals to your body and making you sick or unhealthy. I just want to quickly cite two uh, typical health issues that we all face, people face, okay? Number one, for example, depression. How does depression come about? Is this not something that's so sudden, right? Can someone be born with it? I don't really think so, alright? The root cause is often a significant event, a major event in the life of the person. Mostly unhappy events, like losing a job, loss of income, getting divorced, okay? Conflicts in the big family, kids run away, abuses, death of a loved one. There could be other trigger points, namely peer pressure to conform, peer pressure to perform, cyberbullying, harassment, personality or physique comparison. Sometimes you compare with your friends, I'm not as beautiful as, as, as her, I'm not as handsome as this guy, too fat, too thin, too ugly, out of shape, whatever, you know. And in this generation, it's all the social media are the biggest problem causing a lot of young people to be 
in the, in the mode of depression, insufficient light in your social media platform, in your Twitter, in your Instagram or Facebook, compared to your friend, you got a million likes, you only have 10, 20, or COVID lockdowns, restricting your freedom. All this can cause the individual to go into anxiety, worry, which is your mind, fearful, your mind, low self-esteem, your mind, underconfidence, then no confidence, eventually hopelessness. It's a mind. The fear, the worry, the anxiety, rejection and bad experiences affect our brain functions. The brain goes into a cycle of passiveness, negativity, toxic processing, affecting our normal and mental stability. The final outcome is a chronic depression, ultimately hopelessness and maybe suicidal. Was not our mind and our brain the first entry point? where we could have controlled it. That's why I like to read to you. The Bible also talks about health and mind and body. Proverbs 14 verse 30, if you are taking notes. And I like to read to you from the message translation. It is so connected with us. A sound mind makes for a robust body, but a runaway emotions corrode the bones. <laughs> a good news Bible even, even, even bring across in a better fashion. Peace of mind makes the body healthy, but jealousy is like a cancer. Oh my! See, cancer is a sickness. You see? So, healthy body, healthy mind. Fear. Fear. Next one, I want to talk to you about fear. Fear is number one enemy of God and our number one enemy. It's the opposite of faith. How does it come about? Fear always normally come with from a bad report, bad medical report, prognosis, examination results, bad news from a family member, maybe you got lost, you lost a job, employment termination, your brain goes into 100 miles per hour processing, high gear of processing. Questions, questions, questions starts from your mind. Negative processing begins. Will I die? Will I be forever handicapped? Who's going to take care of my wife? my children, my family, who's going to bring home the income? Will I lose my job? Will I have enough insurance cover? What happens to me now? Will I be bedridden forever? So your mind is the trigger point to the body's consequences. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 that we have to take captive of our thoughts. We have to use the Word of God all the time to give us assurance and the confidence. Proverbs 4.20 says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Amen, church. So, use the word of God. Believe the Word of God. Focus on the Word of God. That's your life. So maybe, as you listen to my, word, my, my sermon today, you find that, oh, I can't help it. I'm always a negative person. You know, you don't understand uh, 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 things that I go through. 
Well, you are not alone. If you read Judges chapter 6, there's one man named Gideon. When the angel of the Lord approached him and asked him to save the people of Israel from the Midianites who had already overran the land, Gideon showed his true color. I'm going to read from my notes from verse 12. Judges chapter 6, verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Verse 13, Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us? Saying, did not the Lord bring us out from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Complain. Complain. Verse 14, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours. You shall see, you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Here you go. Verse 15, he replied, How do you expect me? To save the people of Israel. I come from the poorest family of Manasseh and I'm the least one in my father's house. Poor self-image. But verse 16 says, The Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you. You shall defeat the Midianites. Of course, Gideon tested God and realized that he encountered an angel. So you are not alone. Some of us feel that we have a low self-esteem, okay? a negative self-image. There's one in the Bible. There are other characters. Gideon felt weak, but God saw him strong. Gideon felt unqualified. God saw him as competent to do the job. Gideon felt insecure, but God saw him enough confidence and bonus to lead the people into battle to come out victorious. If you feel and think like Gideon today, I've got news for you. I want to tell you that God has this word for you. How you feel or see yourself doesn't change what God thinks of you. You hear that? Whatever you think about yourself today that you are not capable, God look at you differently. His image of you remains the same. Let me, let me tell you what it says. God sees you exactly as His word described. He's calling you as a mighty man and mighty woman of valor. He created you in His own image. He's good, He's positive, He's strong. He's a reflection of Him. God sees you as a mighty warrior, as a victor. You may be depressed, you may be down, you may be lonely, you may be helpless, you may have challenges in life, but God still sees you as a champion. Hallelujah. You are a unique individual that God has called out of darkness into this marvelous light. You are God's priceless trophy. There's no price tag on you because you are priceless as far as God sees you from His eyes. You are the favored son and daughter of the kingdom. And God wants me to remind you that He is still sitting on the throne. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. So, church, if you choose to remain as a, with a negative self-image, all I can say to you is, you're never going to reach a full potential that God has for you. You're never going to see your dreams come to pass. You will never see your destiny 
you will always be living under someone's shadow and someone's success. Sadly, you are a trapped person within you. Don't choose that destiny. Don't remain in what you are. Come out. Come out from that low self-esteem. Some the, the, the negative self-image mentality. Start thinking as what God thinks of us. You know, God's view of us is so perfect. Okay, I'm sure you read a lot of those scriptures in Deuteronomy 28. God says, I will bless you. You shall lend to many nations and you shall borrow from none. You shall be the head and not, not the tail. You shall be the top and not at the bottom. For fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. And God says that we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. And we are the chosen people. Hallelujah. How many more verses I can tell you? But there's, there's more than enough to tell us that God is in agreement and He's for us. So if our mind and our thought life is so important, are we taking captive of it? Are we taking captive of our mind? 2 Corinthians 10.5 is so important. Paul says we are to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we are to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Friends, we have every authority to take captive of our thought life and to command it to come under Christ. Amen? Amen? Okay, now I'm going to touch on something very local. How many of you have heard of the word Kenna brainwash? I'm bringing myself down to earth to, to the Malaysians and the people. For those who don't understand the Malay language, Kenna brainwash is, Kenna is like he got, he got, he got brainwashed, okay? Or another term that we all use, he got psycho. What does it mean? Brainwash, psycho means our brain and our mind are being forced to align, to think in a new way, to think in a new form or a new pattern, which is not in the way we desire. We are forced to think. That's why we got brainwashed or we got psycho. So our mind can be conditioned to think differently. My friends, do you know that many secular organizations, companies, especially sports teams, professional sports teams, also know the importance of psychological training or commonly known as the mind games, right? Manchester United, your senior pastor's favorite soccer team, so is mine. They spend thousands of dollars, okay, to get the professional psychologists to talk to the players before crucial games. Well, training is important, practice is important, tactics is important, understanding your positions, uh, uh, play is important, how to counter them. But above all, they will spend hours to listen to the psychologists, to talk to them about themselves, about their belief, about they can do it, about going down to the field and slaying the giants, the opponents, okay, so that they can go in with a winning mentality rather than going there and, and, and feel defeated. You may have been so good to play, but mentally you're already defeated as soon as you face the giants. That's why your mind, your mind, your mind is so important. Whatever comes, and you, do you know that there's a movie called Facing the Giants? 
It's a good uh, American Christian movie. Talks about a school uh, football team in America, how an unknown team they could face the biggest giant, the enemy, uh, the opposition, and defeat them. Okay, they were the underdogs, but yet they won. So this is so important. Why people know that your mind is a key to winning. Coming back, embracing the mind of Christ will bring a transformed life. No wonder Paul says in Romans twelve, Romans twelve verse two, a very famous common words that we all know that we are to trans be transformed by the renewal of our mind. Paul is saying the first thing to change is your mind. The first battle to fight is your mind. The first victory will be won in the mind. Are you following me, church? First thing to change your mind. First battle to fight is in your mind. The first victory will be won in the mind. Hallelujah. That brings me to the next story. In Numbers chapter 13, you all know this story. The story about the 12 spies. Moses was asked by God to send in 12 spies, one from each tribe, into the land of Canaan to spy out the place, to recce the place, to check on the vegetation, to check on the inhabitants, to check on the weather, to check on the types of fruits that grow there, and the type of soil, whether or not they can dwell there. So they went there and spent 40 days spying out the land. Guess what? When they came back, 10 spies have one report which is negative. Two spies, Joshua and Caleb, have another report which is positive. The 10 spies say that great, the land is fertile, flowing with milk and honey. Alright, there are alright, there's fig trees, great fruits. But, you see, negative people always have a caveat whenever they say they want to do something. Oh, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, but I don't think. See, the 10 spies say that all good, but the people there are giants. We will be grasshoppers. We will be eaten up by them. Caleb and Joshua stood up and said, No, we shall go into the land. We shall conquer the land. We shall take over the land. We shall defeat the, the enemies. The difference between the ten and the two spies, they all see the same thing. They all went into the same place. They spent the amount of time there, but both came out with different reports. Tell me why. Tell me what's the difference. Church, do you want to embrace the mind of Christ or the grasshopper mentality like the 10 spies? I know whatever your situation you're going through, you may think that God doesn't understand. You feel intimidated. You feel insufficient. You feel inadequate. But let me tell you, begin to rise up begin to take upon yourself and say, yes, I can do it. I believe in the Word of God. God's going to help me and I'm going to be the, to conquer whatever situation and I'm going to be an overcomer. Amen. Now, I'm going to list four points for you. What then is the mind of Christ and how do we embrace it? Number one, start meditating on the Word of God. Jeremiah 29, 11. Okay? So the first point is, Agree with the Word of God. Start to agree with the Word of God. When you read the Bible, you go to read and believe. Okay, you don't just read and let it just go by. 
begin to read it, read it, meditate and say yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. And begin to declare. Declare the word of God like Philippians 4.13 says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. Begin to believe, yes God, because I'm a chosen people, I will be favoured child. I will be an overcomer. Because I'm a child of God, I have no fear. I'm no longer slave to fear. Because I'm a child of God, God will defend me and fight for me. Because I'm a child of God, He will silence my enemy. Hallelujah. Because I'm a child of God, I don't have to compromise with the world. Because I'm a child of God, I don't have to prove myself to be accepted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, we got to believe with word, spoken word, agree with the word of God. And the next time I, I, I have a chance to preach again, I'm going to teach you about spoken word. It's so important. So first point, start by agreeing with God in order to have the mind of Christ. Number two, Take control of your mind. Number one enemy is your mind. So apply 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. We have to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So start to reject any negative images that come to your mind. Every time you process a negative thought, begin to reject, reject it. Alright? Face with bad news, bad reports, look at the positive. You go back to the word. Don't agree with your carnal mind. Begin to re recall, begin to remind yourself Jesus is still on the throne. He will have the final say, not the doctor. Hallelujah. Number three, envision a new image of yourself from today. Envision a new image of yourself from today. See yourself from the eyes of faith, not from your natural eyes. Well, from the natural eyes, we always look at things and begin to rationalize with our natural uh, ability. We don't see from the Word of God. Now, I want to teach you to see from the eyes of faith. See as what God sees you. Amen? What are the images that you keep in front of you each day? What are the images? As soon as you rise up from your bed, I know that you grab your iPhone, right? You grab your phone first and then you start to read what's in the WhatsApp. No. Begin to see today, I start a new day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and begin. begin to declare, God, I'm going to see positive things happening today. Your favor be upon me. I'm going to see your promises that's going to happen to me today. I'm going to have a breakthrough in whatever I, I, I do today for me, for my children, for my family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you this wonderful story, okay? Okay? And on this point, envision a new image of yourself from today. A story was told of two men, both seriously ill. They were staying in the same hospital room. One man was allowed to sit up in his bed for an hour each afternoon to help to drain the fluid from his lungs. This man, his bed was next to the room's only window. The other man had to spend all his time flat on his back. The man talked for hours. They spoke about their wives, their families, their homes, their jobs, where they have been on holidays. Every afternoon when the man next to the window would sit up, he would pass the time by describing to his roommate all the things he could see outside the window. Because the other guy can't get up because of his sickness, he can't see the window. The man in the other bed began to live for those hour-long periods when the world would be broadened and enlightened by all the activity and the colour of the world outside. The window overlooked a park with a lovely lake. Ducks and swans play on the water while the children sail their model boats. Young lovers walk arm in arm amidst flowers and every colour and fine view of the city skyline. All this could be seen in the distance. 
beautiful scenery. As a man by the window described all this in exquisite detail, the man on the other side of the room could only close his eyes and imagine this picturesque scene. One afternoon, the man by the window described the parade that was passing by. Although the other man couldn't hear the band, he could see it in his mind's eye as the gentleman by the window portrayed it by descriptive words. Days and weeks passed by. One afternoon, after returning from the surgical ward with a pleasant report of his improved health, the man noticed his friend at the window bed is gone. Now, after inquiring, he was told that this friend was discharged and has gone home. Now, he realised his opportunity to see for himself all that was related to him. All this while the scenery outside, he asked the nurse if he could be moved to the window bed. The nurse was happy to make a switch and after making sure he was comfortable, she left him alone. Slowly, painfully, he propped himself up on one elbow to take his first look at the real world outside. He strained to slowly turn to look out the window beside the bed. But the window faced a blank wall. The man asked the nurse, what could have compelled his discharged roommate who had described such wonderful things outside this window? The nurse responded that your friend was blind and could not even see the wall. She said perhaps he just wanted to encourage you to help you to get better. What's the moral of the story, my friends? The lesson here learned here is for us. There is tremendous truth in picturing good, delightful images which brings about healing to the soul and improvement to the well-being. Remember? The man, this man who, want, who realized he was, his health was better was because the other man at the window keep on feeding him with all the positive images. He, was, he got better. Even though the one at the window was blind. You see the difference. My friends, so the third point, envision a new image of yourself. Do you see problems or possibilities? Do you see obstacles or opportunities? The choice is ours. If you want the mind of Christ, start changing the picture inside of you. And the last point, I'm going to close. 1 Corinthians 2 In order to have the mind of Christ, one must first accept and believe Christ and receive the Holy Spirit indwelling. The Holy Spirit indwells and enlightens the believer, infusing us with wisdom, which is the mind of Christ. And when you begin to submit to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will transform you and renew your mind and you begin to have the mind of Christ, be able to, to know and understand and to face all the challenges. Amen. I just want to invite all of us to close your eyes wherever you are. You could be in your living room, your bedroom, your kitchen, watching alone or with your family, with a spouse, with the children. Let's just stay quiet for a little while 
and I just want to pray. Father, I pray right now for those who are dialing in, tuning in, listening, God. You know where they are. You know who they are. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break every yoke of low self-esteem. I break every negativity spirit in Jesus' name. You have called them out of darkness. They are the chosen people. God, they are created in your own image. And I know God is positive, is strong, is healthy. And I pray, God, that you will continue to make them, oh God, to rise up above the situation. No longer the enemy will torment them anymore. I command right now, Lord, the bondage of their mind be broken by the enemy. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, the Spirit of God come upon them right now, God. I pray that set them free once and for all. They are set free. Their mind will come under, Lord, uh, Christ. And I pray right now, God, they will have the ability to take captive and they will read your word and they will identify with your word, Lord God, and they will follow your word and believe and declare for who they are. You have declared and you have said that in your word. Therefore, Lord, today, I pray once and for all, they are set free. No longer, Lord, they live in the shadow of, uh, of someone. No longer they will be in self-negativity. They will not have low self-esteem or, or, or negative self-image. But today, they're going to rise up. They're going to soar on wings or, 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 like eagles. I pray, God, you'll call them. They will see their destiny. They will achieve the dream that you have for them. God, they no longer are the same because they are out of the, the darkness into this marvelous light. I thank you right now for the breakthrough as I pray for those who identify with me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. I see you again. Another time.